are listening to One Love Podcast. Wake up with a smile with your host, Disco. Yes. Yeah. Woo. Yes. Good morning, Toronto. And good day, the rest of the world. I'm so happy to be in your ears right now. You are listening to One Love Podcast, and this is Espresso with Love, where we hope to jumpstart your day with a little energy, a little fun, and a lot of love. How is everyone feeling this morning? Amazing. Good morning, beautiful people. Happy Friday. Hope everyone has had a great start to their day. As always, I try my best to leave you guys with some form of inspiration or information, especially on Fridays, in hopes that you don't waste the weekends getting caught up in all the distractions that have actually nothing to do with your well-being. Because I know how stressful life is and how easily we can fall into this trap of laziness over the weekend when this time can actually be be used to catapult our ambitions and endeavors. And today, I'm so grateful to bring you guys an interview I did just yesterday with an incredible, incredible human being, Mr. Chris Dupuis, who is a retired veteran of the Canadian Armed Forces and now runs Candice Health and Wellness. And before I give away too much information, I hope I can have your ears and your hearts for this one. Um, I really hope you guys enjoy this sincere conversation. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's awesome to be here. Thanks. Um, I'm going to, I'll have a nice little pre-roll for this episode and a nice little outro as well too. So we're just recording our conversation right now. Sounds good. And um, we just met through Facebook a couple weeks ago and... um, I forgot even why I added you. You posted something on Facebook in the community group, which I was attracted to. So I was like, I want to know who this guy is. I don't usually just add random people mm-hmm. as friends. I'm not that guy, but I, I did this time, 100%. Thank you, man. <laughs> and uh, I was, uh, I, you know, going with my instincts always proves like I, you know, I've done the right thing. So I was really happy to do that. And then, uh, and now you're here with me on the show. Um, I have a question, actually, before we even start. When you did your thing on Monday, mm-hmm. If you don't mind even uh, explaining, was that was that, what kind of event was that that you did that, or did you make that up yourself, or what was that? So yeah, I was asked by. Um, it, it's called the Survivor Speaking Series, and it's put on by the Toronto Military. It's called MFRC Military Family Resource Center. So okay. uh, it was it was put on for veterans to kind of talk about their story, gotcha. um, their survival stories, gotcha. if you will. So, yeah. And were you, um, so then there was a few of you or does, when that happens, do they just have one speaker? Usually? Uh, that night there was a couple of us. And that um, night there was a couple. so yeah, I'm assuming that it's probably like that every time. And, um, when I, yeah, when I watched you tell your story, I didn't know your story. I was hoping yeah. to like get all of it now, but I'm kind of happy that yeah. you, you shared it at that time because of, um, how intense it was. And I mean that only because I saw how honest you were being with yourself and sharing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I was able to catch from it. So that's what I was so inspired. So, you know, sometimes coming on a podcast, I never know if someone is comfortable or whatever the situation yeah. is, but being able to at least witness that out of you. Um, now, now I'm like, I went from being lucky to have you on the podcast. Now I'm honored to have you on the podcast. Uh, um, Honor's mine, man. So, uh, guys, I have Chris Dupuis with me today. And Chris, um, 
the podcast in general has two purposes. One is simply to help people wake up with a smile, which I try to do if I have nobody else to talk to, um, to do an interview with or anything like that. So I, I put out content uh, 10 minutes every single morning just to make sure before you turn on the radio or turn on the news or something, I, I could do something to help you just get into a positive mindset, yes. you know? I have to try to take that in differently. The second thing is not just like to inspire people, because um, I find like today that's also a little bit cliche, but at the very least to show them that it's possible to overcome mm -hmm. adversity, okay? So I'm not here to uh, move mountains. I'm just here to open everyone's own eyes to their own situation and to be able to essentially deal with pain and look forward to the future no matter how dark today may seem you know so um and obviously your story and who you are is so fitting and uh and i was saying to you before we started recording it's actually how crazy how for example our backgrounds are two completely different backgrounds but when you shared when you shared your story um i was like oh my god i can relate to this guy in so many different ways that it's like it's scary but at the same time it opened my eyes to be like okay is if there's this white guy white canadian guy who has this experience and i'm some immigrant and we end up like in the same sadness same type of situation that means that we're like anybody in the world is susceptible to being in this position and and having this type of mentality and more so um you know just feeling like nothing's ever going to change or ever get better and so I'm hoping that today you can share uh, with my audience at least a little bit about your background and your story, and then uh, and then you can let us know how we ended up to where we're sitting right now today. Sure, man. I'll give it my best go. Yes, please do, bro. <laughs> you know, and I uh, I do I do hope to inspire, but not by not by uh, you know quotes and you know amazing. Uh, Phase, uh, phrases or anything like yeah. that more so with my vulnerability and just uh, real talk um, that's that's what I'm all about and, uh, that's 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 where the real uh, the real growth is when you when you dip into those grounds so I love it um, I guess uh, you know we're sitting here in new market so uh, you know I'm a new market boy through and through um, up until uh, I joined the military I guess uh, when did I join in my early 20s um finally did join and i moved to uh good old petawawa if anyone knows where that is yep. uh it's a beautiful beautiful uh place uh, to be there's white rapids um you know uh but yeah i lived there for a bunch of years um i deployed to uh to afghanistan um as uh as a canadian soldier um in 2008 and 9 um that was, uh, yeah, it was for about seven or eight months, something like that. So, uh, you know, my, and I guess the, the, the real story kind of starts from, from that point mm -hmm. onwards, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, in, you know, the relevance right now and kind of where, where we are. Uh, so yeah, um, I've been diagnosed with PTSD myself. Uh, I've, uh, you know, I gave a speech the other night about, um, growing in darkness. Yeah. Um, that's really been, uh, the, the place where I've kind of grown, you know, yeah. um, my story is all about really not really stepping outside of my comfort zone as much as getting pushed or pulled outside of it mm -hmm. and kind of going with it, you know, and this is what you have sitting in front of you today. Somebody that's really, um, had to push out if you will during during my adversity 
um, and dark times, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Um, I got a question and I hope I, if, if I hope I don't get too personal with my questions, but, so good. um, all, you know, when you talk about growing through darkness and, and the dark times you went to, would you say they like going to Afghanistan was the specific cause of that? No, okay. um, and and, that, and that's the thing. Uh, that's the confusing thing yeah. for for a lot of us is, um, you know, we were we were well trained. Um, we were ready ready for everything. You know that uh, that was uh, put in front of us. I I I'll, I'll only speak for myself. Of How course. about that? Of course, I was ready for everything um, that was put in front of me. Um, while things were happening, it, it, happening, it wasn't like. A, Oh my God, this is traumatic. This, it, it was just a, a thing and yeah. you had, you had to carry on. Right. Um, gotcha. and again, when, when, when I got home, it wasn't, uh, wasn't not normal. I was still with my peers. Yeah. Maybe perhaps we were drinking a little bit more and, uh, things changed. Sure. Looking back, I can see that right during not so much. Um, so, you know, the whole Afghan experience it was an amazing experience for me. It really, it, it, there's literally nothing like it. There's not many circumstances in life where you've, you're, you're, you're put in a corner like that yeah. to your, to your real animalistic self. A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? So, 100%. yeah. So we were really able to tap into something that there's nothing able to, unless you've been in a, the closest thing is maybe a street fight, if you will. Like if sure. you're in a fight, and you know everything kind of goes tunnel vision yeah well that's you're in your animal mode man that's 100%. that's fight or flight your your heartbeat just went past 220 you know yeah, yeah. and uh so that's a real telltale of who people actually really are so to see my boys the guys that i came up with through the training fight you yeah. know and that's their reaction and fight fiercely too like that's that's an amazing thing, and that's you know knowing you're among those kind of humans, that's something special. Hundred percent, hundred percent. At the end of the day, more than anything, it's so much courage, you know. And uh, and nowadays in society, I feel like we can easily say that a lot of people just lack courage. So, you know, and uh, I don't want to steer off topic here, but to me, um, and it was so random that I was having this conversation with uh, someone yesterday, and I was like, you know, the two most undervalued people groups of people in my opinion um in in our north american society at least i can say is uh, native people and veterans and uh veterans because at the end of the day in real life every single day there's someone out there repping for example my country right now willing to actually die and they have no freaking clue who i am or what i'm going through or you know everything that's going on around them and i'm just like you know, as a society, there's no way I feel like we give a shit enough. There's no way that you can convince me of that because uh, we put sports and celebrities and movies on a pedestal and we don't put vets on a pedestal, which makes no logical sense to me. And then the second thing is native people, because at the end of the day, we all know what we've done to them mm -hmm. and we don't give them the respect that it's like. And it's so easy to do, in my opinion, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure maybe a little bit more politically challenging, yeah. but I bought someone a coffee today behind me when I was in drive through I didn't have to do it. It's you bought not, me a coffee today, too. Thank I bought you. you a coffee today, too. <laughs> but, like, it literally is nothing in my life to spend a dollar and 80 cents 
but that action can go so much further and who knows that that person that doesn't know is now may do something nice that will be mm-hmm. more impactful more my point is, again is as well too with this is that you know this is why i don't leave things up to other people to get stuff done you know what i mean i like to take initiative and to figure out ways to be able to help at least in my own capacity mm-hmm. and i'll never be the guy to say oh i can't make a difference i'm just one person yeah. or i don't want to vote because what my vote doesn't count or whatever the case may be um so I've never actually even, I don't think, spoken to anyone face-to-face that has gone to war or has been in Afghanistan for this. So, you know, that part of it obviously intrigues me. And I know a lot of people that I know have never had that experience with someone. Yeah. Um, we know of people. I know like so-and-so's brother or so-and-so. So I've never sat down and talked to them about that and that type of stuff. So that's sure. why it's just interesting to hear the perspective and, you know, what you go through and, um, and how that was. But obviously coming back, yeah, it wasn't the same as when you went before or how you were before you went. Is that fair to say? Or, Well, man, like, it, I don't know if it was just the, the war per se. Sure. It, like, you, you really, you got to see a country that's really, you know, five, six hundred years behind the times. Yeah, um, so, you know, the poverty, the, yeah, the conditions that the kids are in, it's like, holy Christ. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm thinking just seeing, just being exposed to that kind of stuff can... Uh, alone can trigger it yeah Yeah. so um you know i just to reverse back uh firstly you know good on you for buying that uh person a coffee that's (laughs) that's pretty awesome man not Uh, a big deal i would never have said it otherwise those are little things and you might have made a big difference (laughs) in that in that person's day uh and their life um those things those things are amazing um and you know the when i went to afghanistan you know we all i went there knowing full heart what what can happen they can reach out and touch us mm-hmm. you know it just happened at that mm-hmm. point a few years prior right 9 11 yep they can reach out and touch us um so i knew we were going to the to afghanistan and that's where they're training so me and my boys we knew that if you're looking at us you know if we're there in your face yep the fight's not coming back home yeah the fight's staying here and that's what we were there doing, right? Yeah. And that's why the guys and girls were sacrificing their life, limb, and mind. 100%. So uh, we went there fully knowing that that's what we were doing. But when we come home, everybody would tell us we were there for the oil or we, there's no freaking oil there. Yeah. Uh, we were there for this, for that, for yeah. that, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. has an opinion. Uh, of course. Right? Uh, of course. But in the soldier's perspective, yeah, you know, I, I'm telling you, for the most part, we were all... We're all there for that reason. And uh, I sleep well at night knowing that I did my part and keeping that. So, yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, to, to your question, it's uh, it's different coming home with that perspective, man. I grew up in Newmarket. It's a suburb, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't even know when I joined the military, I met a, a Newfoundlander and I thought maybe he was from Texas. Yeah, yeah. That's how much, you know, I, I wasn't exposed I to totally understand. anything. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> where's I going with that man uh when I came back right yeah when you came yeah. back no no no. when you um going you know so being part of that situation um experiencing what you did now you've come back uh you mentioned already uh yeah, you just, hung out with the boys you guys stayed a, in touch when you were here so yeah 
where really the contrast for me. So yeah, I came back. I'm just a new market guy. Right. And yep. really secluded. And now joined the military and did I ever see the world? Right. Yep. Um, and you, I came back to, to Petawawa. That was kind of the first stage, uh, you know, and I was drinking a little bit more type deal. Second stage was when I got posted to Toronto. Now you got to think I'm on a, I'm on a military base in Petawawa. Um, there's military people everywhere. Uh, I could see their ranks. I could see what's on their head and what's yep. on their head tells me the unit that they're from, yes. et cetera, et cetera. So everybody that I see is able to tell a story. Yep. Everybody that I see, there's some kind of similarity there. There's at least a nod and there's a nod back for sure. 100%. Um, but when you come out of that situation, uh, there's nobody familiar anymore. You can't tell Tom, Dick from Harry. Yep. You don't know if you just walk past a CEO or a janitor or, uh, you know, it, 100%. it's very easy to get lost in that gray ground. So we were really used to, uh, black and white, you know, um, to the point where, you know, clothes were getting picked for us. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. We wore uniforms. So, sure. uh, it's really hard to get lost in that. And you know, that's, that's what I do today. And I, and I try to capture, you know, those, those people. So they threw you in Toronto mm -hmm. from Petawawa. Yeah. Which is obviously different. Yeah. It was nuts. It was <laughs> nuts. I, I worked at uh, Moss park, um, which is kind of close to Regent park. And yep. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't uncommon to go up for a smoke and just hear a, hear an argument and you know you'd pop you'd pop up and you'd see someone arguing with a pole and like <laughs> like yeah, crazy. you know okay. and, yeah. and not to not to poke fun at those no, people no, no, they're no. obviously sick but no, no. uh it was it was a total different uh experience yeah. um you know i lived 20 kilometers from work yet it would take me two hours so to get I there downtown yep. dude yeah fired yeah, yeah. up before i even yep. got to work right you know i'm so sorry chris when you said that on monday mm -hmm. um that was one other thing where I was like, I can relate to a hundred percent. Um, so for a long period of my life, I, 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 when I lived in Newmarket, I worked in Toronto and I worked just at young and steels at the time. So just at, north of Toronto and, um, it would take me an hour to get there, just an hour yeah. to get there. And, and, you know, I prepped myself for that, but, and this is why I said I will never work far away from home again. And I haven't since was my problem was it's by the time I got to work, I've given two middle fingers. I've someone's cut me off, yeah. and now this and this happens. Literally, before I step into my job, I'm upset. Mm -hmm. I'm angry. I'm frustrated, and I'm like, I actually can't live my life that way. Like, it means more to me to be sane first mm -hmm. thing in the morning yeah. than have to deal with frustrations coming from other people. So I totally feel you because I know downtown. If you if and if you try to get to Etobicoke when you're downtown and that yeah it says five yeah. kilometers in your GPS yeah. it'll take you forty five minutes no problem and depending on your triggers man like if if you're triggered just by like somebody maybe not saying thank you like maybe that's yeah. one of mine right <laughs> yeah. uh, the city's full of that 100%. so so I mean obviously the the name of the game is to to button up your your triggers and and stuff like that right. Yeah. Um, but I find for me, and it sounds like for you, the road is somewhere that really amplifies everything all, all yeah, in one, man. right? Yeah, man. Um, so, uh, but the road is, is nowhere to really take anything personal because when you become that shit on the road, 
uh, you become a shit magnet as well. 100%. And other people, uh, you know, with problems on the road, they find you. Absolutely. Of course. So. Yeah, and it's not intentional, I'm sure. It's no. just, yeah, we're just it, humans. It, right? And then <laughs> next thing you know, you're racing down the road. For no reason. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally feel you. So, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. But, um, um, so you had that experience in Toronto. And um, where did you go to from there? Or how was that? Obviously, it was different. Uh, your environment was yeah. different. Yeah, it started, um, that was really the, I don't want to say beginning of the end. Um, I say, no. I don't know, for lack of better terms, yeah. but that was really the beginning for me. Um, I ended up uh, I ended up going to base mental health yeah. um, about kind of my issues. I was really coming unwound uh, in every aspect of my life. Um, so, you know, at that, at that point in my life and for a lot of, a lot of us guys or girls, uh, things got to get pretty extreme before you really put your hand up yeah. and, uh, and that's, and that's what happened. And they, they, they pulled me out of, um, that unit yep. and I got posted with, uh, it's called JPSU joint personnel support unit. Okay. Um, it's a transitional unit. So I, I actually called it the land of misfit toys, if you will. Okay, yep. And it's kind of where we go um, to either uh, re rehabilitate and come back into the military and carry on or uh, transition out of the military. So right. that's where I ended up. And that's you could be in there for about two years type deal. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I did that. I had, a, I had a bunch of freedom at the end of my uh, military career. Um, and I got to really work where kind of wherever I wanted to gotcha. at that point. So, yeah. um, would you say having experienced that, that what is in place to help soldiers, for example, that are going through forms of PTSD, like, do we have what it takes? They're, they're trying, um, you know, there's, is there ever like a, a perfect solution probably not hell no especially no. with mental health and you and you have to rely on people to put their hands up right. too yeah like we're forgetting that whole aspect yeah. Yeah. um and and for those that do put their hand up yes there is help yes there is programs um you know even in veterans affairs dnd but it's very easy to beat up on those uh establishments 100 right and don't get me wrong i'm the first one to be like we obviously i always think that yeah. the government's out to help themselves and not actually help people so i'm always susceptible of yeah. anything government related i just that's yeah. why i ask Dude, <laughs> i like, get paranoid when i get a friend request on facebook right you know what i mean like <laughs> it's like who's this guy it's probably not you for, right you know, right so. but the truth of the matter is that um there is programs out there and people do care it's just uh you know um, a lot of us are very, very, we go into situations. I don't, I don't know about the rest of the world, but vets more specifically. And with my experience with this clinic, uh, we go into situations with one foot already out the door and we're always looking for reasons, right? Yeah. So on that first inclination, just like driving on the road, you know, that first fucking, uh, imagine that first person that flips you the bird or whatever you yep. just turn around and go home yeah. fuck this i'm yeah. done yeah that's that's a lot of what's what's happening yeah. out there so uh they might have got a bad vibe off of some case case manager i don't know sure right sure. but i also do know that there's a long wait list for approvals um and a lot of people are getting lost in that totally so. understand totally understand but much like everything else right Tell Your insurance doctor. Yeah. Same thing. I totally understand. Mm. Um, so 
you went through the experience in Toronto. They put you now. Uh, how long were you in the um, clinic or the thing after the Toronto? Oh, you said it could last up the to JPSU? two years. The yeah. JPSU, yeah, yeah. I think I was there a year and a half, two a year. years. Okay, deal. awesome, yeah. awesome. And um, where are we at now? Um, so during during that transition yep. time, um, I founded. Uh, uh, a mobile power washing company called Military Minds Mobile Power Washing. It's so um, random. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. and that's and that's the thing. But um, I, I because I had time on my hands, right? Um, and I knew a thing or two about that business because of uh, uh, you know prior to military, I worked with my brother doing the power washing. Awesome. So I pretty much just did the exact same thing. I even seeked out the same clients that we had. He wasn't doing it anymore. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I literally was like mirroring it. And doing a pretty bad job at that okay. um, because the the troops that I was hiring, you know, let me just reverse this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. One of, one of my positions at my new job in Toronto uh, was I was in charge of all the stores, all the equipment, all the whatever. Okay. I'm not in charge of. I was part of that team. Yeah. Um, and I worked with reservists and they work generally one, one day a week right. type deal. Um, but they're able to work during the week if there is work so I, I i would always kind of make up work for them like, yeah yeah the, this needs to get done and i would get five people in that day or whatever um but i would also get shit because i was spending the unit's money of course right so <laughs> um <clears throat> this military minds mobile power washing was also a bit of a solution to that yeah um and getting those guys employed again now in doing so because I was kind of shit at managing, um, you know, business, uh, everything that really sure. was needed, um, it, it really turned into them holding me up than me holding them up and really volunteering yeah. and, and stuff like that, right? Um, and we did, uh, and dur during this time, you know, it was summer and uh, we, we did a, a fundraiser, um, charity car wash yes. uh, fundraiser. Just I had a buddy who owned a club there on uh, on Main Street. I think it was called it was called Caprice. Oh my God, I remember it. Right? <laughs> yeah, and we yes, did it I at do. the back there. We had uh, guys uh, guys in bathing suits, girls in bathing Amazing. suits. It was nuts. Amazing. <laughs> but uh, that was that was our first um, our first event, yeah. uh, and it went great. You know, and we wanted to do round two sure. after that. Um, like cool, so. Yeah. That was in the summer. Comes November is uh, is around round two, okay. and uh, during that time, you know, my, my wife she grew up in Scarborough, um, you know, Mac McCowan Shepherd type area. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of her friends that she had grew, grew, uh, grown up with reached out to her. Um, you know, he caught wind that we're doing this round two. Uh, he's he's a, a videographer. I think he's working at Bell, but trying to bust out sure. type deal. You know, you know, yeah. the hustle, right? exactly. So uh, we did it, man. We, we went out and we shot this, uh, this video for um, the promotion. Uh, it was, I was having a real hard time with it, talking to a microphone, you know, talking, like it was, it was so messed up, but uh, we got, we got into the truck and I was driving him home and I started talking about my recent diagnosis of PTSD and kind of my military experience and yep. stuff. Um, and I guess that intrigued him. Um, he asked if he can film it. And and I was I was fine talking about this stuff for whatever reason. Like, uh, I wasn't having a hard time talking about it. I was, I don't know if it was because I was driving, the environment changed yeah, or sure. because of the subject matter. Um, but I felt good talking about it. Uh, you know, fast forward, fast forward a week. 
Um, and uh, it's time to basically see the video that... Uh, the promo video. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was a PTSD video. That's crazy. Um, so that... I, I was I was really confused at that point because um, there's a big stigma attached to PTSD. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a combat veteran. Like, you know, I was an infantry guy. Yeah. Um, we're generally known as the hardest of the hard, if sure. you will. Uh, you you kind of got to be, I guess. Yeah. So to have me talking about PTSD, um, you know that I, I'm guessing the message might have been strong for some. Um, but it was a very vulnerable uh, time in my life uh, because I was scared only of the peers that I that I went to war with, that I served with. I was only scared of their opinions uh, of, of me, right? Because they went through it with me. We all did it together. And if they're okay, then what the hell is my problem, right? But cognitively, I had that all wrong because were they okay? Yeah. In my mind, I had to convince that they're they're fine. I'm the only fucked up one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but were they okay? And and in hindsight, still and talking with my buds today, we're not very much different. That's right? the truth of it. I love it. Yeah. Um, that guy who recorded you is a gem, because yes. uh, that's an artist who can who can sense that coming out of you like that's something that i would have done one of my best friends always does that with me because i start rambling on when yeah. we're in the car and stuff like that and he's always like yo let me record this i need to record this but like you gotta have a true instinct for that right 100 percent. so yeah. to be able to capture that um i can totally understand what your mentality was when you first saw it and you're saying uh, you know um i was more worried about what my peers um thought that totally makes sense yeah. to me 100 percent um but I'm so proud, man. That's like just hearing that is so awesome. Like that's such. Thank you, man. That's it's incredible, bro. Like that's. Thank God that happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank God that happened. Like that was very, very. I, I can tell that that was a, that was probably that was a defining moment. Like in yeah. all of this, it, you it, know? it really was. Um, it, that's 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 kind of going into the forge, if you will. Yeah. And whatever came out came yeah. out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, there's. I've even got one example too. You know, um, obviously without naming names, and I was I was called out by one person after after I uh, after I came out with that video. Okay. One peer, he called me out. Um. Now to shed a bit of light, you know, I, I this guy ended up having the same problems as me, of course. right? Uh, I just so happened to know, and that's the truth. So uh, just, just let's let's break it down to the fundamental human mm -hmm. nature, if you will, of what bullies are, and you know, bully bullies are people that generally pick on um, people with the same whatever they're insecure about, if you will. Right? Yes. Right? Yes, exactly. And that's, and that's the truth. And they're, they're actually attacking that, not the person, but that the person is just in the way, you know what I mean? hundred percent. So that's, that's how I really translate that what happened there. And, you know, in, in hindsight, here I am a few years later, uh, when that happened, when I got called out, it was devastating to me, as you can imagine. Of course. Um, but in hindsight and, Knowing what I know now, it's like, for what? I mean, Why stress? It's not even that. That that to me that means 
that guy also really needed to hear your message. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, and I, and I, and I, and I hope he did and I hope he's getting the help 100%. that he needs. 100%. At the end of the day, um, you, sh- you shone light on something that like needed to be. So exactly. Whether he, you know, decided to get the help or he decided not, just like what I'm saying, what we're trying to do here. We're not here to tell people what yeah. to do, but yeah. we're just here to maybe open eyes that were closed before. So remember you said it. about your, um, the podcast yep. and how you started it yep. and how it just worked because yeah that's this as well i know so we we've got that experience uh, so in common so you um you did the video um backlash by one person not bad at all good stats there yeah what happens now oh what happens it's it's hang on for dear life man um (laughs) you know i said it it was it was a video it was it it was just a video but it got the attention of uh quite a bit of people right Mm -hmm. um you know, from, from just peers to, to, to randoms, to CEOs, to, you know, um, there was, there was a price, there was a price, uh, that I was offered. There was a number that I was offered by, by, uh, by a charity, um, you know, to basically, uh, scoop up military minds and what, what we've created. Uh, let me back up a little bit actually, yeah. because it's not a power washing company anymore. No, it's not. Yeah, we switched it to just military minds because of the video. Yeah, uh, because of uh, all the attention and everything, we cut it. Um, the The growth was was amazing. You know, before we knew, we had thirty thousand, sixty thousand people just on the Facebook. Now it's sitting at one hundred and thirty five thousand. That's insane. It's been yeah. It's it, it it was just something that was needed, right? Clearly. So. Um, I you know I tripped all over the place because like I. I really wasn't ready for this shit, but, um, it was, it was the time of my life, man. Let me tell you, like we were, I was I briefly talked about it the other night, yeah. but you know, hanging out with exhibit and, and, yeah, and his that, tour bus. Yes, I was dying of laughter when you were saying yeah. that I couldn't believe it. That shit happened. Right. <laughs> um, backstage, backstage, um, hanging out with kiss and, you know, Shannon Tweed so cool. uh, yeah. with the trailer park boys, yeah. dude, I've, I've had, unprecedented access to, to, to different people, different places, um, because, because of this. And it was just a big whirlwind, but because of the video, yeah, just because of the video. But the thing is what people weren't seeing was the self-destruction that I was doing and, and, okay. and, and, and the hurt, the, 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 whatever the hell it is I was going through. It was just, so the foundation that that was built on was very, very, uh, it was, it, wasn't a good footing yeah yeah shaky yeah so when any time that i went on the news or or made an appearance or what have you like everything leading up to that was was pretty bad and toxic and then it'd be like hey yeah here i am put on the face and you know give an inspirational quote or whatever and then fuck off retreat back into the darkness yep and that's what it was like for me for a long time and so like again what people need to understand is that so you go through everything you just went through, you come back, and by that I mean you do this war thing, mm-hmm. and you go to Afghanistan, you come back, you deal with all the BS that you have to deal with, and now all of a sudden you're starting to actually realize mentally, okay, something's not right. You go through this shit time, for lack of a better word, you miraculously try to turn uh, something out of nothing you start this company to help other people now these guys are helping you 
So like, you know, you have all the um, reasons, I guess, to think more positively. Let's just even say it very generally like that. Um, and then on top of that, this video gets made because of this whole situation, because of your own efforts, your own mentality. And you would think that everything's just going to go, keep going up and it's going to be amazing and it's going to be crazy. But like you just said, and I'm just reiterating so that people understand exactly what happened here is that it didn't even really matter. Like even at that time when you're saying this message and you're meeting all these famous people, getting invited to this, being part of this and people want a piece of you in a good way and whatever the case may be. Um, they're still a little messed up, no? Like, um, like you said, uh, outside of that or, or going back into that mm. darkness, like that, that part of it still yeah. exists yeah. or existed, especially then. And the, what, what I get from that or what I want other people to get from that is like, yo, even when you think you have success <laughs> or even when you think things are starting to go in the right mm. direction, yeah, that could also be BS, mm. but your story... Well, uh, people could look at me and be like, oh, this guy's got it all together. This exactly, guy's whatever, right? Exactly. But the truth of the matter is there was a whole lot of darkness holding that up. So, uh, and, and that's, in life, we look at we look at Facebook, we look at this person and that person, and they got it together. And, you know, uh, if we're not cognitively um, putting that together correctly in our, in our brains, I mean, we can really start to beat ourselves up in, in comparing ourselves to this person or that person. Let me be that example of, you know, yeah, yeah. I was hanging out with celebrities. I was getting access, but yep. I was fucking dying inside too. Yep. Yep. I was also living in my truck. I was taking a fucking massive amount of pills just to calm down the voice yep. and just go to sleep. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, all the, all the stuff that was holding up that uh, time in my life was not solid at all. Um, and that's what I mean by really tripping out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and that's where I, I live today. And I, and I preach the comfort zone because if I wasn't propelled out of it, if I wasn't pushed out of it, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. I would be a lot more proud if I stepped out my damn self and, you know, made sure. this, you know, is, is maybe weird as that statement yeah. might sound, you know, I think I'd take more pride in, uh, having to take those steps because how that translates now is I'm blind to, uh, accomplishments. I don't pay attention. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, somebody had to say, Chris, you have a mental health clinic and you've got doctors working for you. Like that's, so I had to have somebody say it to me to, to really kind of take any sort of pride in that hundred percent because it's hard to see it when you're 100 percent 100 percent so how do we get to here uh so that i mean that journey that that was a that was a journey but i got involved with um uh, some cannabis uh veteran owned and run cannabis clinics okay um so because uh there was there was one individual fabian um he figured out or somehow um that veterans affairs will cover our cannabis if we get prescribed it that's freaking amazing oh, Canada, you know there's yeah, there's man. a there's a natural solution to our problems yeah. because right now if i don't if if i forget to take my pills for two days yeah. you know i'm i'm electric shocking i'm starting my withdrawal symptoms okay. um so yeah there's a solution to this and va pays for it hell yeah of course right so 
uh, I was asked if I could start help spread the word on that. You're fucking right. I will. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, this is an amazing tool for me yeah, and my boys. Of course. Um, so I got introduced to this, uh, whole new world of professionalism, meeting all these different, different people. Um, but for me, it, it, it wasn't as satisfying. Like I, I had my, my own kind of ambitions, if you will. Sure. Um, but I, I definitely, uh, it wasn't my vision. It wasn't my, yeah. It's whatever. not like you dreamed of this growing up. Yeah. So, and even, and even this anyways, so that, that, that time came to that time ended up coming to an end. Um, and it's not like I left there being like, oh, I'm going to open up a mental health clinic. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Like literally there was no plan. That was dark. Yeah. Now I didn't really have like any kind of side, good side at all. Now sure. it was just dark, man. Um, and I'm, and I'm looking for really any reason to bust out of this, yeah. out of this darkness. And my wife's father, uh, he's a construction guy okay. and, uh, he wanted, um, he was, he started doing a demo of a house, uh, property that he just bought. And I asked if I could help out with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't done much construction. I don't know much about this stuff at all. Mm -hmm. I would just like to be able to fix a problem at my own house if it arises sure. instead of calling my, you know, my sure, father-in-law to come save me. Of course. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I had the opportunity and actually exactly where you're uh, sitting right now, you know, this, this place was gutted, man. Uh, we put up that wall, that That's wall, sick. uh, from the floors, everything. Um, and during, during this time it was, uh, you know, he let me know that his intention with this side is to, um, rent it out to, to different doctors and stuff like that. And, yes. And have that. Uh, yes. and I, that's where I was like, no, no, no. Like instantaneously, like I had this, I, I had this vision right here, right now, so right then. Yeah. And, uh, all I needed him to do was say yes. Yeah. And, uh, he said, yes, yeah, that's let's incredible. do it. That's incredible. That's where we are now. You know, that was, that was a year and a half ago. We had a grand opening. I had so cool. the member of parliament here, the yeah. mayor, yeah. MPPs, all my friends. And like, it was nuts, man. That's amazing. So, and, um, so if you don't mind, what, like, where are we now? Where, what, what is this place exactly? And what does it do? So one of the, one of the things, okay. Uh, with, with, with mental health, especially it's, we're not fast to put our hands up. I'm not fast to say, you, you know what it took. It took a lot of extreme things to happen for me to even put my hand up. So with Cadence, there's veterans here that will help soften that blow, if you will. Okay. Picture a veteran coming up the front stairs, yeah. the same ones that you walked up, right? Yeah. And there's... Uh, any civilian, any, even a high ranking civilian, whoever they know who they are. And they say to that troop, you know, walk through that door and you're going to get healed. There's a doctor in there that's going to heal you hundred okay. percent. And that veteran is likely going to tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah. You don't know nothing about what I'm going through. Heal me. Shut up. hundred percent. If you put a veteran there at the top of the stairs, they said, welcome. Through that door, you know, there might be something there for you type deal. Mm -hmm. Same message. Mm -hmm. 
the veteran's more prone to walk through that door Hells yeah. because where that message came from. And that's what we're creating here. Yeah, that's amazing. Right? We're not just any old mental health clinic that you walk in and then you walk out. They're coming in, hanging out, man. Yeah. We're having coffee. We're chilling. We're connecting. Yeah. And that's what this place is all about. It's different. And it's been around for a year and a half now? Yeah. It's been a year and a half and it's still standing. So. Of course it <laughs> yeah. is. Of course it is. Um, and again, I'm just... I'm so happy. I'm I'm just so happy, man. You, man. I'm so happy. Um, where do we go from here? Like, what's the plans? Do we have Do we have any plans for the future? Um, uh, honestly, for me, it's yeah. a day at a time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I am doing this not far out of the woods myself. Yeah. Um, the darkness is always kind of whispering, always, if you will. Man. Yeah. 100%. So, um, I think, I think personally. On a personal level, between me and you and yep. however yeah. many thousands of listeners, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. I would be, Cadence would probably be far better off uh, at this point if I was going at this, you know, 100%. I understand. But I'm not. I'm also, I'm also a person that can't promote because I feel like it's self-promotion. I totally understand. I hate it. So if you go to like our Facebook or whatever, you can scroll down and you can see just how much... I've posted. Yeah, I see. I see. You know, it's, yeah, you yeah, could yeah, probably yeah. go through yeah, yeah, yeah. twice, and and, <laughs> and, that, and that's it. Because so we're literally just doing it on word of mouth, man. Yeah, I totally feel you. Um, um, but yeah, you. Yeah, that's okay. So whenever uh, you need help with any of that, you at least have someone now because that's my thing. I do all that type of stuff. Heck yeah, yeah, that's yeah. no problem at all. And, yeah. and I want, I, I would be again honored to assist in any way possible. Um, I feel you though, because like, even with this podcast, like I was saying before, I feel like I put no effort into it. Um, I, or at least don't put nearly enough. I put no money into it. I put no nothing into it. (laughs) And, and you know, and not only do I meet incredible human beings like yourself, but I connect with people from all around the world, which trips me out. So like I have friends that I don't know, but we literally either talk on the phone. Like I have a guy from India who's 18 years old who calls me once a week on WhatsApp just because he wants to talk to me and it's all because of the podcast. That's awesome. I have someone, have people in England, in Lebanon who connect with you. Thank you so much for helping me wake up today. And I'm like, what? Yo, it's what all, you, what that's, that is about? amazing, man. You know? And people need to really realize that we can really create these opportunities for ourselves. I, I do kind of enjoy watching one effort. Like, for example, you know, I, uh, I reached out and I, I, um, to my, local MP, right? Yeah. Uh, to see about Remembrance Day if they need yep. help, et cetera, et cetera. And um, we, uh, he invited us along and it was a freaking amazing day. So because, because of that, you know, my, I, I, I just went with my, uh, my youngest daughter to, to the ceremony. Um, we got, I got to march in the parade. Amazing. I got to be on the saluting dais as the whole amazing. parade walk, walked by and saluted. Um, and then from there, what happened was, uh, Newmarket, uh, newmarket.ca or newmarkettoday.ca yeah, got yeah, a hold of me. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to do an article on uh, Cadence Health and Wellness. Amazing. That article ended up in uh, um, Newmarket. What's happening? Yes. You saw that article. That's where I saw that. You see, you see how. That's where I saw that. You that's see right. how one thing leads. Exactly. So, and that's where people really need to to start creating opportunities for themselves instead of waiting for something to. To come across their their arts, no man, get out there, try something, and track to see exactly how that went. Like 
I literally just mapped out from from when I reached out to my member of parliament for Remembrance Day to today. And we're sitting here in front of me and yes. doing this. Yeah, see how crazy that is? So that happened. This is a created opportunity. 100%. And, and I get... I, I'm becoming more comfortable. So I feel like maybe you're like a year behind me, but I'm becoming more comfortable starting to like preach a little bit more because I felt mm. the exact same way. Again, I changed my name like seven years ago. Yeah. So that in its own was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do to go from like some hardcore immigrant name to now this, uh, another weird name, so to say. And, uh, and to stick with it and to go with it to the parent point where like my mom can call me that no problem now. Yeah. And, um, and so that's how I always felt though. I felt like anything, especially after that point in my life, anything I ever wanted to promote and I run my own business, it's like, I'm talking about me way too much. People are going to not yeah. like that or are going to hate on that more than they're going to want to support that. So I do my best to shut up. It's become so much harder. And then I realize, okay, so if I'm quiet, I see what, what all the noise is out mm-hmm. there in the world. And I'm like, yo, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. If, if all this evil, cause mm-hmm. I look at a lot of it as me evil okay, yeah, fake is bullshit. allowed to yeah. be this loud. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I got to suck it up and I got to grow yeah. my balls and say, no, I can turn up my volume a little bit yeah. at a time. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and from the beginning of when this podcast started in April till now, December, yeah, I've turned it up. Yeah. A, I have turned it up a little bit more. And like, now I'm like, yo, again, like, look at the, look at the opportunities that have presented itself because of it. Look at the, look at the people I've got to meet because of it. And I have no expectation from any of this. I have no clue where it's going to go or what's going to happen. But I know at the end of the day, what's my goal when I wake up is just to like, just fucking be happy. Please just be happy. Because if I'm happy, then the next person beside me has a better chance of being happy. And if that person has a chance of being happy, then, oh my God, this can spread. And then like things can just change. But again, if I rely on politicians or celebrities or uh, big corporations Mm -hmm. to make that change, you can't even actually point out a time in history where any of those three groups of uh, people actually did anything for yeah. the world in a positive exactly. way. You know exactly, exactly, I mean? man. So because of that, and I got to continuously remind myself and try to remind people, again, I never want to tell someone what to do. I either want to remind or show them that anything is possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, look where we're at today. Exactly. You know? And I think you're right there. I, I believe... Um, you probably are about a year ahead of me when it comes to, <laughs> no. you know, and, and because it really is an uncomfortable thing 100%. Um, to talk about yourself. But in this world, it, it is so noisy. It is so damn noisy out there that you have to talk about yourself and you have to brag about yourself a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know where most of your listeners uh, are coming from or anything, but there's there. I believe, in my opinion, there's a big difference between uh canadians and americans of course um, in how we talk about ourselves of course. uh it, you know we're, we're known to be polite and everything else sure. and um and in being polite we don't talk about ourselves do no. we so uh it just really f- fits into that but when i when you go down to to the states you yeah. hear people talking about themselves all the time they their have accomplishments a lot more pride. Exactly. yeah it feels like they have a lot more pride that they're not afraid to show and there's nothing right. there's nothing wrong no. with that i believe but i believe you know on the on the human aspect of, of, of everything that they've just had to really get louder because of the populace like the population there yeah. i mean it's insane of course yeah, it's you insane. got what 300 million or something like that. Canada's population is equal to just California. Yeah. And there's still 49 other states. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And maybe being that little neighbor to the north, we got to be so polite. You know what I mean? Why not? Yeah. But, you know, obviously, I think uh, 
we need to mix the both of them would be the probably the best of both worlds. You know, have a little bit of column A and a little well, bit of Well, I'm sitting B. here <laughs> saying I need I need more of what they do, right? right? So I'm exactly. not saying there's anything wrong. And, no, no, And perhaps no. a lot of them need a little bit more. 100%. You know, who knows? 100%. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, man. Like, this was just an incredible conversation. Um, was there anything else that you specifically wanted to get out there? Hmm. I suppose we've talked we've talked a lot about our our comfort zones and um, kind of pushing outside of it. And I just uh, I guess I'll leave it with um, you know any any of your ambitions, any of your growth, any dreams that you have in this life, they all lie outside of your comfort zone. So you know you're not going to establish that on your couch or or wherever that comfort zone lies. Like get out and get it, man. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, the best, best advice that, that I can give. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm going to quote that one day from your brother. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining us today. And, uh, I look forward to, uh, I guess building a friendship with you, man. I really, really would love that. Too, and, man. uh, again, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm honored and, uh, we'll definitely do this again. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, man. Only you. Toronto and friends from around the world how you feeling today guys thank you for your time and your hearts today I really hope you enjoyed that conversation I know it was probably the most impactful one I've had to date and again I'm so grateful for this opportunity I will remind you again all these stories that people share they all have one single thing in common we've all failed at something. But even still, we've all tried our best to not just deal with it and overcome it, but to try again. And even if that means we're just talking about life in general. And some of us, including myself, well, we'll fail from time and time again until, we, until like that success that we're looking for <laughs> actually comes. But as long as we keep trying, keep moving forward, we become stronger and stronger to the point where we will have no fear in at least pursuing whatever it is we are trying to get out of this life. So please, do yourself this one favor. Don't live in fear and don't live with regrets. I freaking love you. Don't forget to love yourself. Today is going to be an amazing day. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 157. Big shout out to my mom for giving birth to me. I love you, mom. And a shout out to freesfx.co for providing me with those awesome sound effects. Guys, if you have any questions and would like to comment on the show, reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at One Love Podcast. That's at the number one, the word love, the word podcast. Reach out to us. Show us some love. We sincerely appreciate your support. And for the love of Jesus, please subscribe to our channel. Now, guys, we are probably going to take the week off for Christmas, for the holidays. We'll be right back just before the new year. Um, and I can just wish you guys, all the listeners from around the world, your families, your friends, have a safe and happy holidays. I'm leaving you off with some happy, upbeat music. So please don't turn on that FM radio. Play your favorite song after and be happy, Toronto. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you guys in a week. <laughs> One love. Downtown, the snowy ground is all I can see. 
call this place my home, my wawazir Different ways to say hello is not new to me Making up the whole world all in one city Even though it's cold outside, we know how to turn it up Look at all those kids outside, bet you couldn't guess now where they from If you wanna be outside, lace them up, I'll show you where Everyone's gonna meet tonight at Nathan Phillips Square Look at the skyline CN Tower so high and bright You're welcome to stay T-Dot is my city Our city and that won't ever change 